We continue our look at the LA Kings defense with a focus on the team's projected third pairing, and we have another edition of Name That King. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, we'll continue our look at the Kings defense with a focus on Sean Walker and Sean Dursey. Plus, we'll test your LA Kings player knowledge and ask a question if the Kings need to change something. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host for Locked on LA Kings. I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and the network's NHL insider. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And most importantly to you, I would think I'm a lifelong LA Kings fan. We continue our look at the LA Kings defensive core for the upcoming season. On Tuesday's show, we looked at the Kings' top pairing in veteran Drew Doughty and -and up-and-coming defensive defenseman Mikey Anderson. Wednesday, we talked about the team's projected second pairing in veterans Matt Roy and former first-round pick Tobias Bjornfoot. And today, we'll look at the Kings' projected third pairing of Sean Walker and Sean Dursey. We'll start with the 27-year-old Sean Walker, who is signed for the next two years, making $2.65 million per season. Walker was undrafted. After a four-year career at Bowling Green University, he joined the Ontario Reign for the 2017-18 season. In two years with the Reign, Walker played in 86 games with 13 goals and 32 assists for 45 points. In four seasons with the Kings, he's played 162 games with 13 goals and 41 assists for 54 points. Now, he's really only played two full seasons in the NHL, and part of that has unfortunately been due to injuries last season Walker played only six games he had two assists before being lost for the year after tearing both the ACL and MCL in his right knee so obviously it's silly to evaluate Walker's season last year when he only played in six games Um, now if he can return from that major knee injury and GM Rob Blake has already said that he has been cleared to fully participate in the upcoming training camp uh, the thing that Sean Walker is best known for is his versatility. Not just for having a solid two-way game, but he can play both the left and the right side defensively, and he will be slated to play on his offside, the left side, this season due to the team's depth on the right side. Uh, Walker and Drew Doughty being out of the lineup for a lot of last season was definitely a big part of the Kings' defense being one of the most offensively challenged blue lines in the NHL. As a matter of fact, only one team scored fewer goals from their defense last season. That was the Detroit Red Wings, who had a total of 20 goals from their defensemen. The Kings barely beat that out with 21 goals. So just a healthy Sean Walker should help that a bit. Uh, He is not a dynamic scorer, but he's got a good shot, and he knows when to jump into the play, jump into the rush. He's similar to Matt Roy a little bit. Um, But he's a little more creative on the offensive side than Roy is and a little less reliable on the defensive side, uh, but still a solid defenseman uh, to have on your third pairing. So I think with Sean Walker, really, uh, the most important thing is just stay healthy, just get a full season in. And that alone, I think, should help the Kings overall defensive core. Um, He again, he's a guy who does show some offensive upside 
pretty good skater, has some good hockey sense, uh, does know when to take chances and try and create for his teammates, also knows when to play it safe uh, and stay back and live the fight another day. As I like to say, for a defenseman, you got to know when it's worth the risk and when it's not. And there's a lot of things that depend on that. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But keeping fingers crossed, Sean Walker's a guy I really I really like. Uh, I think he's a solid third-pairing guy. Um, like I said, he's got a little bit of creativity. He's not just a defensive guy, but he's defensive uh, enough um, to uh, to be in the Kings' plans. Uh, but he's got to stay healthy. He's had some injury issues, taking pucks to the face. Obviously, the knee injury that happened against St. Louis when he got tangled up uh, with... Uh, well, who is that that uh, he got tangled up with? David Perron. Um, so again, yeah, just I hope Sean Walker can stay healthy. And I think just doing that, playing a full season with his abilities, should help the, the Kings' defense to be better and a little bit more offensive for next season. And that's also the case for Sean Dursey, uh, just 23 years old and was one of the team's most pleasant surprises a year ago. Uh, he is still unsigned at the moment. We're still waiting for the news to come down on him and Mikey Anderson as far as their new deals. He was tendered a qualifying offer by the team. Um, but until that gets done, uh, we'll, we'll just have, I guess we'll have to pencil him into the lineup and not, not put it in with ink. But uh, he's gonna, it's going to get done, but it just hasn't gotten done officially. Uh, if you're wondering about Sean Dursey, he was not drafted by the LA Kings. Uh, he was a part of the Jake Muzzin trade. Uh, he came from Toronto. Uh, along with forward Carl Grundstrom and a first-round pick that would turn into defenseman Thomas Bjornfoot for defenseman Jake Muzzin. Uh, In my opinion, a great deal for Rob Blake. Great return uh, for Jake Muzzin. Uh, As for Sean Dursey, he was originally a second-round pick, 52nd overall in the 2018 draft by the Toronto Maple Leafs. He played parts of three seasons with the Ontario Reign, appearing in a total of 91 games in the AHL, scoring 11 goals with 39 assists for 50 points. Last season was his first season in the NHL, and he played a total of 64 games, scoring three goals with 24 assists for a total of 27 points, and that was good enough to be tied with Drew Doughty for 10th on the all-time list for rookie defensemen, most points in a season in Kings history. Now, did Sean Dursey make some rookie mistakes last season? Absolutely. And are those things that he can learn from and improve on? Absolutely. Um, but he showed something that I think is can be very rare for young players, especially uh, a rookie defenseman who was kind of thrust into the lineup due to injuries. And he showed a fearlessness that I really enjoyed seeing. He, he wasn't afraid um, of the responsibility that he, he was given. And this is a guy that was also quarterbacking the team's second power play unit as well. And he played in the playoffs as well. So you know, he, he does have a bit of a swagger to him, and, and you can't teach that. Um, now, you can teach some other things. You can teach him when to be aggressive and when to play it safe. Uh, and he needs to understand, I think, the entire situation every time he takes the ice. What's the score of the game? What period is the game in? Uh, how is your goalie playing? Uh, what different opponents are on the ice when you're on the ice? Uh, all things that you have to know uh, and you only learn by playing at the highest level and and gaining experience. So, uh, I, like I said, I, I like Sean Dursey's attitude. I like his fearlessness. I like his creativity. Uh, he knows to use his skating ability to find shooting lanes and passing lanes from the point. Um, and he, he's he got a little Drew Doughty in him, I think. I mean, he's not likely ever going to be that good of a player, but he he's uh, maybe a little Drew Doughty light, I think, a little bit in that He's more creative than I think a lot of the other Kings defensemen. And this is from a very young guy who's going to learn and he's going to get better. So 
Uh, great surprise last year for the Kings in a tough situation, and and that's sometimes what it's all about. How do you get your opportunity, and what do you do once you get it? And Sean Dursey certainly took advantage of his opportunity. You know, sometimes in a position like that with a team, this remember this is not I'm filling in. Uh, for an injury on a team that is rebuilding or that has no no chance of making the playoffs. Sean Dursey had to play meaningful games, and he played meaningful minutes. Uh, so that that experience, even though I know the Kings would rather probably not give it to him under the circumstances, uh, that's it really is invaluable. So his learning curve is, is probably a season ahead of what we thought it was going to be because of where and when he played. But now that we're going forward, that obviously is an asset for Sean Dursey and for the Kings as we now look for you know, him to take another step forward, give him more responsibility maybe, and uh, and see what, what he does with it. But I think it was last season, a lot of good signs for Sean Dursey. Yes, he does have things to learn. Yes, he did make mistakes, but that's to be expected for a young guy being thrown into the lineup. But overall, like I said, I, I like his game. I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, and, and Sean Dursey um, and Sean Walker on the third pairing, I think that's a pretty solid third pairing for the LA Kings. Hopefully that will be the case. Uh, going into this season, but as you know, things can change. Injuries happen, um, but we'll see. I think I think that that's going to be the third pairing. At least that's the plan going into the season. But plans change. But uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on both the Shans Walker and Dursey for the upcoming season. Hey, do you want to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season? Well, go to BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. It is time for another exciting edition of Name That King. At least I hope it's exciting. Uh, it is a weekly feature that we're going to have at least during the offseason to hopefully entertain and inform. What I do is I give out clues on a former LA Kings player, and we'll see if you can figure out who it is before we get to the end. If you don't know this player, well, hopefully you will after this, and your Kings knowledge will be that much greater. At least that's the idea. So here's uh, this, name this King for this week. Uh, this Kings player was born in Anjou, Quebec in 1971. He would be drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round, 31st overall, of the 1990 NHL draft. He would go on to play parts of seven seasons in Toronto before being traded to the New York Islanders in 1998 for defenseman Brian Berard. Now, he'd play only 33 games on Long Island before being shipped off to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for goalie Kevin Weeks and forwards Dave Scatchard and Bill McCult. After just 69 games in Vancouver, it appeared this player's career might be over. He was shipped out to the LA Kings for future considerations. That was in 2000. And he showed the LA Kings he still had something left in the tank. He played a prominent role for the Kings for parts of three seasons and had a big role in the Kings winning their first playoff series in eight years when they upset the Detroit Red Wings in the 2000-2001 Western Conference quarterfinals in six games. He'd go on to play one more season in 2003 with the Boston Bruins before officially hanging it up. He ranks seventh all-time in wins in Kings history by a goalie with 61. The biggest game of his career actually came against the Kings when he was in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals, but Wayne Gretzky had a hat trick at Maple Leaf Gardens and sent him home a loser. Do you know this king? Can you name that king? His nickname was The Cat. The, the king? Felix Potvin. Remember Felix the Cat? 
he had a few he had a few good uh, moments with the LA Kings, and uh, there were some lean years there for the LA Kings with the uh, goaltenders. But he, like I said, he did uh, he did come to LA and uh, showed he had a little bit left, and, and won won a few big games for the LA Kings. Won that big playoff game against Detroit, and was not a bad goaltender for the LA Kings. Felix Potvin, our uh, name that king for this week. Hey, just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or watch it on YouTube. So this is the off-season, and that means we likely have time to address topics that we normally wouldn't during the season. Um, and I'm, I'm giving you my word, this is not just some sort of filler topic to, to kill time. Uh, this is a legitimate thing that I've been thinking about for a little while. And so I wanted to float it out there and, and get your take on it. Maybe you could care less. Maybe it's something you're like, yeah, I agree with you. Or maybe you're like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not, we don't need to do that. So what is that? What is it that I, I teased earlier that the Kings might want to think about changing? It's the uniforms. Uh, <laughs> now, usually teams do this changing uniforms when they're looking to drum up some interest in a team that's not good uh, because they, they, you know, they can't get anything on the ice to get the fans' attention. So, oh, let's have new uniforms. Let's change the colors. Let's get interested in that, in that uh, respect and give the fans something to be excited about. And also, of course, to you know, pump a little more money into the organization. But uh, the Kings, you know, right now, they're, they're kind of moving into a, a new era. I mean, we've seen Dustin Brown retire. Um, you know, Jonathan Quick could be playing his final season if not as a king, maybe his final season in the NHL if he decides to do what Dustin Brown did and um, maybe play his entire career in L.A. We don't know what the future holds. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Andre Kopitar is still, you know, he's closer to the end than he is the beginning, but he still has some few, few good years in him. And Drew Doughty a few more after that. But you know what I'm saying. This core, um, we're kind of moving off from it and, and ushering in a new era of Kings hockey and building around guys like Adrian Kempe and all the prospects we have coming up into the system. And so maybe you want to kind of give them their different look, so to speak. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there who will have a emotional attachment to those black and white jerseys that we have now, because we want our two Stanley cups wearing those jerseys. And, and those will always be special moments and those jerseys and those uniforms will always be special because of that. But are you with me that can we get a little color? In the uniforms, I, I know black and white are colors. And believe me, I'm a fan of the color black. If you go into my closet, uh, you will see about 80% of my T-shirts, hoodies, and baseball caps are black. So I'm not against black. By the way, I, ironically, I am wearing my purple hat today. And I'm a fan of the color purple. Uh, although, ironically, I've never seen the movie The Color Purple, but I digress. Uh, I, I, and for you really old school fans, I know it's, uh, it's forum blue. It's, it's not purple, at least according to original owner Jack Kent Cook, who also owned the Lakers at the time. But I'm a big fan of the color purple. I think it's a great color. And it is a very underutilized color in professional sports. Um, sure, the Lakers have, some, have purple. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have purple. And maybe the purplest team of all is the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. But as far as the NHL, it is a very underutilized color. And I think it would make the Kings very unique. Um, I guess the Coyotes have maybe like an alternate purple that they wear sometimes. But like I said, it's not really a color we see much in the NHL. And and for the Kings, I mean, we, we really don't have any color at all to speak of uh, in these uniforms. I'd love to see them go to just, and it doesn't have to be a dramatic change in, in the uniforms. If you want to keep the same style and logo, okay. 
but maybe just make it like a dark purple, um, like, like we we had back in the day. And I think a lot of Kings fans really enjoyed uh, those reverse retro jerseys we saw a couple of years ago, even though they were incredibly hard to find. And I never even got a, a, an authentic one. I had to settle for a replica, which I wasn't happy about for my jersey collection. But it still is a good looking jersey. It was, and that was kind of a. Uh, a, a mix mash of two different eras of Kings hockey. It was the original uh, purple and gold um, that the, the team was founded around. And then it was also kind of an homage to the, uh, the black and white Gretzky Robitaille era that would, that had the, like the Chevy logo. I think some people have called it. I, I love those jerseys. Those were awesome. I don't know why they were so hard to find. And it just, you know, they, they oh, look the NHL and has created something that everybody thinks is cool. Well, let's make it so hard to find and frustrating and nobody knows where they are. But anyway, we did have, um, you know, a little bit of a color pop, I guess, uh, with the alternate jerseys that came out a season ago where they had that really bright, shiny silver logo in the front. Those are pretty cool. And we do have the chrome helmets to incorporate a little a little bit of pop and color into our uniforms. And I'm sure there are people that are on both sides of the aisle as whether they like those chrome helmets or not. But I don't know. I, 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 I am I, the uniforms the Kings have now, those black and white uniforms, they are pretty boring. They really are. Um, I know for some people, less is more. I do a radio show with a former uh, great football player at Penn State, LeVar Arrington. And the Penn State football uniforms are the most basic uh, uniforms you could find. A white helmet, dark blue jersey. It doesn't say Penn State on it. It doesn't say Nittany Lions, their nickname. And white pants and usually like black sneakers. Like they are the most basic old school uniforms you will find. And some people love that. Some people think that's awesome. Some people think those are the best uniforms in college football. I don't, but I, I, I get the idea though that, you know, kind of a less is more. And maybe you feel that way about the Kings uniforms, but I don't know. I, I would personally like to see some some color in the Kings uniforms. And and the logo for me always, I know we've had some, some different uh, iterations of the logo. You're the Kings. You should always have a crown. You know, I mean, there are those iconic logos on different sweaters across the NHL. You've got the, the, you know, the Native American head for the Blackhawks. You've got the flying P for the Flyers, you know, the Maple Leaf, the, the, the Montreal Canadian logo. And those logos are like, they never change. They're timeless. And look, I get, I get that that that's passed for us, right? As Kings fans, we've had different versions of crowns. We've had the Chevy logo. Uh, we've got the thing we have now with the LA and the little little crown in there. But I've always I've always been a fan and always wish the Kings just had that big crown logo right in the center uh, of their jersey. So anyway, that's that's my thoughts on it. And, and I'm, again, I'm not just trying to to drum up some some content here. I, I legit, legitimately feel like I would like to see the Kings change their uniforms, at least get some more color into them because it's so bland and so basic right now. It's, it's, I don't know. It's boring to me to be totally honest with you, but of course I'm still a sucker. I still buy them. I've still got plenty of different black and white Kings jerseys. Uh, and I'm going to wear one tomorrow, start a little tradition here on locked on LA Kings with a little Jersey Friday and wear a different Jersey. I got to wear them. I mean, I, pay, I spend so much money collecting them. I, at some point I got to get my money's worth out of them. But anyway, if you have any thoughts on that, you can chime in. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. We are planning on a weekly email segment to get listener feedback. We're going to do that tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Um, but I do need, e- need emails for the segment to work. So uh, again, don't force it. If you, but if you have some legitimate feelings on this topic or anything else involving the LA Kings, welcome your emails always, lockedoneddy, E-D-D-I-E, at gmail.com. Coming up on Friday's show, as I mentioned, we're going to update you on any 
LA Kings news that comes out. Still waiting for those contracts to get finalized for Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey, who we talked about today. Um, and we're going to continue looking at the Kings defensive core and talk about the depth on the blue line. Uh, players that uh, could be seeing time defensively uh, for the LA Kings and also, of course, a lot of the, the prospects defensively in the system. Guys who could, who knows, maybe do a Sean Dursey this year and get an opportunity they weren't expecting and, and make the most of it. Um, and we have the email segment I mentioned earlier on Friday's show. Uh, to keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. If you would like to send me an email, I mentioned the email address. But again, the Twitter account, if you want to you know, see uh, Kings news and anything that's happening with this show as well, as, and also when, when our, our episodes drop every day, I always tweet that out immediately. Uh, again, it is um, at Locked on LA Kings. Hey, thank you very much for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey with Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Hey, thanks again so much for listening or watching on YouTube. This is Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia reminding you as always, go Kings go.